Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green. Hello, everybody. Steve Green, the success doctor, with another episode of the Make the Grade podcast. My mission to provide parents and students actions that they can take immediately to maximize their education. Today, I think you're going to like what we have going on here. I have a guest in the studio who is an expert in music education. We all love music, right? And we're going to talk among several things about how to bring music into the home, why it's important, and so on. So let me introduce my guest today, Jessica Peresta. And Jessica is passionate about helping teachers and parents bring the love of music to their kids. She received a Bachelor's of Music Education from Oral Roberts University. She went on to accompany Tulsa's Children Chorus, taught private group piano lessons, and went uh, private piano lessons, I guess that's kind of an oxymoron, <laughs> uh, was an elementary music teacher for seven years while starting the music program up from scratch at her school. Very impressive. She went on to start the domestic musician or present business where she helps music teachers in their classrooms and parents to bring piano lessons into their homes. When she's not talking about all things music education, you can find her playing with the three boys, drinking a cup of coffee. That's probably rare with three boys or watching her favorite Netflix series. So let's, let's just go right to it. What's your favorite Netflix series? Oh goodness, it kind of just depends on the mood I'm in, but okay. I love The Office. Um, I'm really big any com like any comedies, pretty much. So Friends is one of my. Friends I think they just Friends recently got taken all, off of Netflix. I, I'm old enough to actually have seen Friends when it was airing the first time. Um, yeah. So let, let, uh, let's get let's get to it. So um, Jessica, obviously, music is a big big part of your life, and education is a big part of your life. Um, is this something you just grew up with? Like, was there a moment or do you have some sort of epiphany where one day you woke up and said, well, I, I want to dedicate my life to teaching music and helping people learn music. How, tell me where you got started. Yeah. So um, I was in first grade, I was six years old and, um, very rare for your homeroom teacher to have a piano in their classroom, okay. but she did. And ironically, my dad had just gotten a, um, old piano, I don't remember if it was a church or someone was giving it away. And so he just took it and none of us knew how to play it. Well, um, that day sitting behind the piano, she played Jolly Old St. Nicholas. I couldn't see her hands. It was kind of behind an upright piano and went home that day and just kind of fiddle, fiddled around and figured out the melody of that song. My mom said, we need to get you in lessons. And long story short, um, went on to play clarinet and, and piano all the way through high school and college. Um, and the reason, so music just honestly was an outlet for me. It really was, I loved just playing music, but also just really was an outlet um, for me to express myself. And then uh, when I went, when I was going off to college, I was like, well, it kind of just made natural, like a natural progression of, I love playing music. I started actually as a piano performance major, but I switched my sophomore year to music education because I said, I love teaching and I can still teach private piano lessons. You know, I don't need a performance degree to do that, but I knew I wanted to help teach kids music in a school setting, but also privately. Um, 
and I also had a passion for working with low-income kids, and so that's actually the school I started at was low-income school, a Title I school, didn't have a music program, and basically started it from scratch and loved it. Um, yeah, it was so fun. So yeah, I just love music, so, so and I love kids, and I just kind of put two and two together. It's yeah. a marriage of multiple passions. Yes. It's excellent. Um, well, let me, uh, let me, let me kind of get, ask you a big question here. And, and what, in your opinion, why is music education important? And I ask this because let, let's be candid. And I was a teacher in the school where this happened. One of the first things to go with the arts, right? When music, when music, when money's tight, they don't cut, uh, math and they don't cut science. You know, the things that go are the theater, uh, the, the performing arts, the, I, I don't, I'm, draw the line depending on the school district and I'm not blaming anybody. This is not finger pointing. Um, and I understand why the, the, the core curriculum are valued, but in your opinion, why is music education so important in 2020 and moving forward? We're in a tech world. Music's, you know, more of an art left brain kind of thing. Um, where do you, how do you feel about this? Yeah, there's a lot of ways I could go with this, but I want to just start out by saying that, one of the things that I noticed instantly um, as a music teacher and for parents to listening to this is if your child, like I have three boys. And so one of my sons really struggles with math, but he loves to sing. And I noticed that music is something that kids can instantly feel like they're successful at, even if they're struggling in another academic area. It's something that not every kid is naturally musical. Not every kid will be, you know, playing an instrument or be a singer. Everybody's athletic or whatever. Right, exactly. But it is something that it's kind of like an even playing field. Everybody can experience it together and can feel successful kind of right off the bat. Um, But also, it completely helps kids retain what they're learning too. And um, I can get into that a little later, but there's so many ways to integrate music with other subjects. But the thing with music is there's so much you can do with it. You know, Mm -hmm. you can sing, dance, um, thinking about, I had a conversation with a friend the other day, even like what would the world look like if we had no music? You know, if you're at a baseball game and take me out to the ball game, wasn't playing or a movie you're watching and there was no music in it, it would just kind of be so boring. Um, so music's all around us. And I think it's important because if music is an expressive, a way for kids, like I said, for my experience to express themselves. And when it's taken out, it's not like kids will not learn to do that still but during um, a child's life and their experience if they're not exposed to music instruction um, I just think they're lacking I think it's just something that kids need to experience in one way or another Um, and that's one reason to me it's important but I also wanted to say that music definitely helps with cooperative learning language and social skills it uses every learning style both parts of the brain. It helps facilitate learning and other subjects. Kids learn if they're doing movement, learn to move their bodies in ways maybe they never have experienced that before. Um, In singing, maybe they've never even explored different ways of using their voices. Um, So yeah, there's just so much that goes on, goes into that. And I just love that also, um, another thing I noted down that I want to say is every child can learn music no matter their disability, no matter age, religious belief, home environment, what neighborhood they come from, or like I said, what academic area they struggle in. Every child can hear the same song, play the same instrument, and learn the same dances. Um, 
like, and it can just be, everybody's experiencing it together. It doesn't matter like what you're struggling with or what your family life might look like. So those are a few reasons. I have a lot more, but I can pause there to kind of have a conversation around. I know I just said a lot there. So, well, but, but um, I think, I think not to put words in your mouth, but I think your point is that every individual can find a place in a music education system mm -hmm. or I don't think I'm saying it as, as eloquently as you did. Um, it's, it's a universal language. It, it, yeah. it doesn't matter whether you speak English or Spanish or whatever, Romanian. Um, it, music is a universal piece. And the other thing that you said that I, I think is very compelling is that it's so easy to blend it and make it holistic with others. I mean, I was a math and science teacher. And um, we used to, you know, one of the ways you would get kids to remember things was you'd say, hey, look, let's, like the quadratic formula, which, you know, being a music person, that may strike fear. And <laughs> but there, no, there's I a really math, dumb, <laughs> like, jingle that they have mm -hmm. G squared, negative B. Plus, but, you know, you just you can't help but remember it because mm -hmm. I think the way your memory works, that something with the blend of the music and the words is much, like, I can remember lyrics to songs from the 70s. I can't remember what I had for lunch last Tuesday. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get into the neurology yet, but I think it's true. Um, I, you know what? I, I, another thing I want to underscore that you said is um, that it, it crosses across the whole thing. It's something people can develop. From, they start in whatever grade, young, mm -hmm. and they, their appreciation just grows and grows and grows, which I think is a great thing. Um, have, have you ever been, well, obviously you're, you're a music teacher, but is there any data or any sort of study that would compare, say, uh, uh, you need a control, but like a, a, mm -hmm. a school or a child who's gone through school with some amount of education art versus where they didn't have it and, and any measure of, I don't, I don't know, uh, any, is there any sort of study at all that, that compares with or without that you're aware of? Kind of curious. Well, um, I'd, off the top of my head, I can't think of one, but I know the National Association for Music Education definitely is huge about advocacy for music education and they're always publishing the latest data and um, findings for that but with my own experience so I heard from classroom teachers when I started the music program up from scratch at my school that said some of the kids who had been kind of struggling um, after they I mean maybe not right away obviously but after a couple years some of these kids started progressing a little quicker because like you said um, I would teach music like my music curriculum but also help the teachers with different integration ideas for helping the kids retain what they're learning and mm -hmm. they said they just noticed like night and day kids would just like love coming to school because like the day they had music class they wanted to go and it made kids have like a joy for learning and be off the top of my head I can't think of a study right now but I, mean, I know that I, I think it, it, to follow your logic it mm -hmm. would make sense right mm -hmm be an interesting thing to try to research. Well, I'll, I'll have to talk to my friends at the, uh, at NIH. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Have friends there. Um, uh, let me, let me ask you this. So a kid goes to school mm -hmm. and they got these, let's say whatever, fourth grader and they bring a music teacher and they play piano. They sing along. Kid says, well, light bulb goes off. They go home. You know, mommy and daddy, I want to play the piano. How, how does a parent who maybe, maybe does or does not have any, a music, pedigree or maybe even know anything about an instrument how do they bring music and music education into their homes is it a matter of just hiring a piano teacher like yourself is it um, just something you let the kid kind of explore on their own 
some of the pushback I always got, uh, and my parents were very musical and pushed me and my brother and sister too, was, you know, uh, we don't want to give you piano lessons because you'll do it for three months and then quit. Mm-hmm. You know, we, maybe it's a phase, you know, but, but let's address this with parents because that's a big audience uh, typically in, in this podcast. So um, your advice to a parent who wants to bring music and music education to their home, uh, is there a checklist of things they might think about or a place to start? Yeah, for sure. First of all, it does depend on you, your family dynamic, and your child. Um, I would say age of the child does play a factor, but maybe not so much because I have taught students who start at, you know, seven years old and will progress faster than a 12-year-old just because of dedication and desire to learn. So with that said, a lot of what you even said too is the pushback from parents to get their kids involved in music, whether it's formal music instructions or just bringing music into their home. It's just because they don't feel well enough equipped to help their child learn music because they maybe themselves aren't musical. So they're kind of like, well, I don't want to get them started in learning a musical instrument if, you know, insert excuse or reason here. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe one of those reasons is because they don't feel like they can help them or they don't, kn- they don't know how to. And like you said, they don't want to, um, I, one of my own children that happened, he wanted to learn guitar. And then two months later decided, I don't want to do this anymore. So I can definitely give strategies for how he help with that. But it is a lot of it is trial and error. It's, you say you want to learn, do you want to, how do I know whether to push or not? Um, I would say that depends on your child. So for, I've seen all different, you know, situations play out here. So for the child that says they want to learn and they're at a good age, I always say for, to parents for piano, if that's the instrument you're, you know, you're curious about starting on, um, when a child can read or is learning how to read is a great time to start piano because then they'll be learning music to read music right along with reading books. Uh, and so if your child has a desire to learn, then just have a conversation with them. This is my expectations, you know, and then your music teacher, the piano teacher uh, will give instructions to about, this is how long your child should practice. This is the piano or keyboard your child should get. This is uh, how a practice session should look. This is what they need to do between lessons. And let's say you've given it maybe I wouldn't, you know, if your child takes one lesson and then says, I don't want to do this, that's not long enough. Because a lot of times for your child too, there's going to be pushback because they're also unfamiliar with it and it's just Mm -hmm. something new to them too. So it's giving it, give it time. And so how much time? Well, that depends on your child. Maybe let's say they've been in lessons for two months and you can just tell they're not practicing. They don't want to do it. And it's just kind of like, pulling teeth to get them to learn, then that's okay. I'm sure that's happened somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And that happened to me. I actually started piano lessons at the age of six. It might have been seven at that point. And I came to my mom and said, at 11 years old, and said, I don't want to do this anymore. They saw my talent. The passion was there. I just kind of got burned out. I quit for a year. Then I did come back to her. And then I got back in lessons. So sometimes you'll see a child do that. And Mm -hmm. yes, are they going to fall behind? Yes. Is there a behind? I don't know. Because I think if the desire's there, they'll, they'll catch back up like, you know, in their own timing right. because every child learns differently. Well, cause it's, a, it's a lifetime pursuit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So short version would be just let it happen. Like go with yeah. your kids, trust your kids. Um, Jessica Peresta is my guest today on the make the grade podcast. 
Jessica is the domestic musician. She has a website. She has a whole support system for music teachers. Uh, we're talking about music education in the school and at home. Um, let's, 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 let's talk about this. Um, and, and let me just add one thing. I know a lot of, when I was growing up, the big thing, like all my friends were learning piano. They, they all did learn Mozart and Brahms and Liszt. I, I don't know, you name it. And they, they, didn't, they didn't, but they wanted to play uh, Elton John. I mean, I'm dating myself, but they wanted to play a piano like, um, I don't know, uh, blah, 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 pick a piano player from the 80s. Uh, Billy Joel, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's like this square peg round hole. Yeah, it's the same instrument, but you're sitting there playing. You're playing scales. And, you know, sometimes maybe the technique gets in a little bit in the way of the um, passion, but you really need both. The same thing with anything in life, right? You, you need the chops to be able to do the, the technique. Um, let's talk about ways we can integrate music into other subjects. Um, I mentioned yeah. before that there's there's this dumb and I, I probably could YouTube it or something like a jingle to learn the quadratic formula, but I don't think that's really what we're talking about. I think this is more a holistic educational viewpoint, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and that that's somewhere in the scale of what's in and out. It, it was in for a while. I'm not sure if it's fully in anymore. But uh, what's your experience with that? Have, have you co-taught, let's say, in a, in a classroom where you're the music person and there's a history lesson going on and you're bringing that in? Yes. Um, give me some examples. Yeah. So I have examples if you want me to for reading, math, science, and social studies. Uh, bring them on. Bring yeah. it on. Okay, cool. So um, first of all, I would love to touch on what you just said about piano and um, the popular music with learning. So there's different teachers for different styles. There are going to be some teachers that just do the formal piano lessons. Like you're just well, learning the classical great, composers. Yeah. Yes. For me, I think, like you said, it should be a well-rounded approach with any kind of education, with anything a child is learning. And there should be, of course, the formal instruction and the scales and those things are very necessary. But children should also be able to learn the songs they want to learn, too. And I feel like that's a lot of times where the desire kind of like fades away is if they're not able to bring in music they want to learn, too. So right, right. I love that you said that because it's so true. That's well, that all, a reason a lot case. of kids do quit. In my, in my particular case, I played piano for 10 years growing up I was probably 8 to 18 mm -hmm. and by the time I was older and I used to I was I played the piano when, when they were rehearsing for the musicals and I, this was before we had tape recorders <laughs> I really yeah. hate myself here um lie like I would actually play the same song 40 times in a row when they were singing it to practice for the plays then I went to college there was no pianos mm. it, was, it wasn't like you had a piano in your dorm room and uh it just so happened my roommate had a guitar so and he never even played it. it was just sitting there under his bed and one day i just picked it up and i knew a lot about music and uh my one thing and let's we'll hold this thought but i always thought music and math like very very natural interface just a scale is really a math relationship but anyway so one day i just picked up the guitar and i, I didn't know how to make the chords at that time and but i knew the i knew like major you know one four five kind of relationships of chords and stuff and um it's it's interesting because because you got music which is a very very broad thing obviously right but then you've got specializations you got piano players you got guitar players you got drummers you got clarinetists is that right clarinetists yeah, yeah. <laughs> flutist flautist you got a flautist oh, yeah I think some of them will get interesting <laughs> I think high school played the oboe I thought it was the coolest instrument it's like a well you know what it is I'm sure it's like a sort of a clarinet but with a reed mm -hmm. um, 
Anyway, let's start with math because that—that's—I okay. uh, I thought math and music to me is very natural. In a way, it doesn't make any sense because one's an art and one's a, sort of the purest abstract subject you can learn. But so much music can be mathematically based. Um, so yeah. give me a math example if you have one. Yeah, and you'll notice too a lot of kids who take music or experience music are really good at math. It I just, think it's the same neurology, yeah. same neurophysiology, because I'm good at math, or luckily, because mm-hmm. I teach mm-hmm. math, but, uh, but yeah. I also have a good, I can listen, I used to be able to sight read and stuff, and I don't know how to mm-hmm. read music well, but I can listen and play it pretty well. That's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. so, so yeah, go, go on, let me, let me okay, uh, yeah. steal your thunder here, go ahead. So, for, I have four ideas here that I jotted down. One of them is, um, which the way math is taught now, thinking of my own children, they don't just teach math facts anymore. It's not just memorize this. There's a whole lot of drawing squares and circles and things that I'm like, anyways. But if your children are, which I still do this with my kids, um, the old school way of math is memorizing like math facts, for example, like multiplication Mm -hmm. facts, then wrap those. Like for instance, one times two is two, two times two is four, four times four and keep going or whatever it is. And then, because like you said earlier, it's like a sticking point. Eventually Mm -hmm. they're going to just like say it by rote without even thinking about it because they just, it's just a natural thing to do. You know, you can say, okay, now we're going to do our threes and then they just know it. So wrapping math facts for, it just really helps stick. And yes, rapping is a form of music. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like you could just really get into it and you know have a like, like run DMC. I, I don't know. I, I don't know a famous rapper, but uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Right. So I think a lot of times it has a rhythm. There's a natural mm-hmm. rhythm. Yes, that, yes, exactly. Beat. Yeah, okay. so keep the steady beat going too, and the rhythm behind it. Music. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times people just think it is about the singing and the instruments, but there's so much more behind it. There's beat rhythm, um, speaking. I like to do a lot of speech pieces with kids or poetry because we can make that musical too. Um, I can get into that in a minute. But um, another way that math integrates with music is note values. So if your child is learning an instrument or learning to sing and they're learning to read music, for example, the quarter note is one beat, a half note is two beats, a whole note is four beats, and then you can create math problems based on those note values. Like for example, what is a quarter note plus a half note? Oh, that would be one beat plus two beats, that's three. Those are simple, simple math facts, of course. So that's for like the littlest of kiddos, but you could make it a little more complex. You could turn it mm-hmm. into fractions. Um, well, you could have multiple instruments in an orchestra and add yes. them all up. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, so good. that's good one. Idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, that. Yeah, and then pa- patterns in music. So pa- math uses a lot of patterns. Um, and so when I say patterns in music, I talked about rhythms a little bit ago. And so let's say your child learns a rhythm for example like i'll just hope you could hear that just clapping a rhythm and then if they do that and then they do that again so it was that rhythm ta ta ti ti ta with ta rest ta rest ta ta ti ti ta you can say you know what that's a pattern in math we talk about patterns all the time whether it's mm-hmm. square square triangle square or a more complex pattern and then eventually kids start forming connection points and say oh that word's used in music and math. I kind of can see the relation now. So that's another one. And then the fourth one is number order. So 
um, kids learning to count. So I'm just going to use up to 10 for example right now. Um, if you have a piano in your home or a xylophone, or even if you don't have any of those things, that's okay too. Kids learning to count, well, what better way to count one by one or skip counting by twos or counting by fives than by on a, a instrument where they can see the keys in front of them. So they're actually hitting the... Play like one. Okay, now you're going to go at five. And that also helps them relearning chords, like, mm -hmm. a, you know, playing a one and four chord. And then, um, I mean, playing your one and four together, you know, as a chord. And you're playing, okay, but what are those numbers? How many numbers apart are those? Oh, that's one, four. So, so the four things I said to repeat was wrapping any kind of math facts, um, note values, adding and subtracting, patterns, and number order. Those are some simple ways to integrate with math. Of course, there's so many other ideas, but those are the simplest ways to get started that kids, you, know, you don't even have to use the words, we're going to integrate music today with math. They just... Let me, let me throw it. an idea out here because one of yeah. the oldest study techniques in the book is flashcards, right? Mm -hmm. They're like as old. They they go back to uh, papyrus and Egyptians, right? Yeah. So th this is this is a way maybe for parents out there. You want to try something new. Mike, your kid don't want does just tired of flashcards. Tired of flashcards, mom. They throw them in the air. They go over the floor. Never happened in my house. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe this is here. Now we're giving them some alternatives, right? So instead mm -hmm. of just maybe, um, you know, having flashcards with a bunch of associated, but almost randomish facts. Now you can kind of put it into a, you know, put into something that's more memorable, you know? So yeah. maybe we learn. I remember when I was in say fifth or sixth grade. Well, I can tell you because um, uh, 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 Nixon was president whenever that was. So we had to learn all the presidents up to Nixon mm -hmm. in order. And it always messed you up because uh, Cleveland was president twice. Anyway, so we the one girl made a song, and it was like Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison. I still remember it now. Yeah. But now the problem with it was I couldn't randomly go. Like if somebody said who was the 14th president, I'm like, I got to go Washington, Adams, Jefferson. I got to mm -hmm. kind of count up. I don't really have the random access right to that data point. Mm -hmm. But um, it's but it, what's amazing. I mean, this was forty years ago. Yep. And I still remember it. You know, and not because of 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 its complexity, but really because of its simplicity. Right. So a, a good way you can bring this in with other subjects is just is just the idea of a memory device. Um, yeah. Let me let me ask you this, just because uh, I'm curious. In in your opinion, is there one is there one instrument that is uh, more beneficial than another? Like uh, like is I'm going to say piano because you're a piano person, but mm -hmm. is playing the piano, let's say, have a greater uh, magnification of some of these benefits we've been talking about for the last 20 minutes or so than, say, playing the accordion? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of an, an instrument that's maybe you're using less of your mm – -hmm. or, or the drums because they're really very different, right? Pianos, you know, um, got notes and, you know, right. technical and the drums, you almost just – I mean, obviously there's technique to it, but mm -hmm. is music music? Is there sort of differentiations even between the music world? Does, does yeah, it matter? I would say, does it even yeah. matter? Yeah, I would say music's music. And honestly, when parents come to me and say, do I start my child on piano or something else? It just depends. I say piano is a good 
beginning instrument because it's linear because you can see the notes in order mm -hmm. and kids can see what they're playing while yeah, learning guitar, the, the notes yeah right. like guitar i also know a little bit guitar but it's different you know like the frets are not necessarily in order the strings don't make any sense if you think yeah. about it and so transferring from piano if your child wants to learn another instrument is sometimes easier because for a couple reasons they have already kind of learned how to read if they're learning to read music on the staff so transferring that knowledge to another instrument is easier but also the piano uses both clefs so treble right. and bass clef right. and so a lot of the other instruments drums not included but use just the treble clef and if you're not sure what a clef is basically treble clef is when it's like a high sounding instrument right, right. and bass clef is the low sounding instruments that's what they play right. yeah but drums is beneficial too because yeah even though it's not a melodic instrument it's not playing necessarily notes there are like timpani drums you can but drums i mean gosh how many rhythms are you playing and how many different drums on a drum set are you I, playing at once you know i remember so totally the, uh, you have to use your math brain for that to decide know, what am i hitting when yeah and then everybody has a little drum inside of them you know, beating yeah. well oh um, yes what what where let, let's just really quickly because we're coming up on our time but and, and i and i would love to have you back for another uh chat but tell me how you help music teachers how or how you help parents i know you've got communities you've got websites plug your sell yourself a little bit here talk us about your business how do you help teachers how do you help parents how can people reach you if they'd like to find more find out mm -hmm. more yeah so my website is the domestic musician.com and i do help music teachers i have a membership site for music teachers but also a podcast called the elementary music teacher podcast and i have a another podcast for parents wanting to learn about helping your children learn piano called learn piano together right. and um, i have a piano course but everything you want to find is at my website the domestic musician.com and so i would love to connect and you can always email me too to ask questions at jessica at the domestic musician.com as well and how'd you come up with that name yeah so it kind of makes sense because you're home and you're a musician mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of just behind funny. the name or yeah well Picking a name, I don't know about for you, but for me it was like the hardest, one of the hardest parts of my whole business, ironically. <laughs> but I, part, but yeah, I know. Yeah. I honestly, um, it's kind of like an inside joke, but my husband, I kind of like, he kind of refers to me as Rosie the robot sometimes because I, I'm not like one of those, to, it's not like my house is super messy, but I don't, never been one to keep like a cleaning routine. I just, one day we'll just get to the point where like, it's ridiculous around here. I'm cleaning all the things. So he calls me Rosie the robot. Well, he also tells me you're so domestic sometimes when I do that kind of jokingly. And so when I started thinking about it, I was like, I want a name that can kind of like stand out to teachers and parents alike. And it just kept coming back to that, uh, the domestic, you're so domestic. And I'm like musician. So yeah, it, it's kind of like one of those things that happened four years ago. And I'm like, would I have picked that now? I don't know, but it is what it is. So here we are. <laughs> Hey, I mean, I, I like it. I just, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of curious. Yeah. I get some, uh, I mean, mine's make the grade, which is actually there's, there's a double story behind that. If you want to hear it, I don't know if I've ever told this on the podcast. The oh, okay, obvious cool. reference is to school, right? You want yeah. to make a grade mm -hmm. and my logo has the A's in grade and make as capital letters. Yeah. But in a former life, I used to race bicycles. I was on a cycling, a racing cycling team in college and in graduate school. So that was the toughest racing on a flat is easy. When you go up hills yeah. is when you, 
you know, you're yeah. ready to fall off the bike. So, um, I, um, I, um, you know, always kind of had that in the background. I thought, yeah, it's kind of a cool. So my, my first logo was actually a bike going up a hill and things around it. This is uh, Steve Green, the Make the Great Podcast. I was really lucky to have uh, Jessica Peresta, the domestic musician, on here today. Jessica, I think we could have gone on forever. And if we do do this again, I hope we do. I, I noticed you got a piano behind you there. We, yeah. Maybe we can get a little recital and I can break <laughs> out my guitar. Or we'll work up a, some kind of song here and we'll make it work. Um, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, I'll have my agent. I'll have my, my people call yours. <laughs> okay, for that sure. One out. <laughs> Um, I do have I do have at least four or five more questions. I take a lot of notes when I do mm -hmm. these, and I, I mm -hmm. there's a lot more we can talk about. But um, let, let, I'm going to give you the last word here. Is there anything else you want to talk about, or anything else you just want to leave people with? Yeah, just know that if your child says they want to learn music, just go for it because it doesn't. If they end up not liking it or it ends up not being a good fit, that's okay too. But you can bring music in your home, whether it's formally or informally, but just by playing music, experiencing music at concerts together, and just enjoying music, even in the car. It can be as simple as that, but just creating ways for your kids to experience music, even if it's not in a formal setting. So you, well, you can all you bring music I, I in your home, you, even I if you're you not question. musical. I, gotta, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, don't know how, I don't know how old your kids are, but I imagine they're youngish because you're young. Um, my taste in music is like, if there's a, if it's possibly completely opposite of my kids taste in music, right? Mm -hmm. So we're in the car, I'm driving. So guess who controls the music when they're driving? Yeah. My car. I pay for the yeah. car. I'm controlling yeah. it. What's we got to listen to this junk for? This is awful. How can you listen <laughs> to this? Anyway, so we listen to one of your songs. I, 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 it's just not my thing. I'm not knocking it. I can, I can live with it. Um, yeah, it's just funny that there's so many styles of music. And yes. I mean, you classical, you got jazz, you got rock, you got hip hop, you know, yes. whatever, Latin music, just uh, religious music, sacred music. So it's it's I I always found that fascinating. But but the roots yeah. of it, you know, are similar. A lot of rock and roll came from, you know, jazz and blues and cultural and that sort of thing and a lot of sacred music came from churches in Europe and the hymns and the, so th th there's a lot of history here too that we didn't even talk about. All right, Jessica, thanks again. Check the show notes, everybody, because I'm going to put all this information in there, how you can get a hold of her, domesticmusician.com. This is Steve Green, the success doctor. You've been listening to the Make the Grade podcast. Appreciate it. I appreciate all of the support. I would love if you could share this podcast, if you found it interesting, not just what Jessica said, uh, but all the episodes, because I really, truly believe the more people that hear this and the more information we can get out there, the more children that we're going to help and the more education we're going to be able to foster nationally and internationally. So please subscribe, please listen, please share. If you'd like to get a hold of me, it is sgreen at makethegrade.net. Again, that'll be in the show notes. I will see you next time. Have a great day. You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.